Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 10th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. It's uh, The days are getting long. You know, I love seeing the sun out past eight by me. Yeah. Pretty pretty great. I mean, summer's right around the corner. They played late into the Walker Cup, you know, late, uh, much past the time that allegedly Seminole has, has a hard close. But yeah, that was kind of cool to see that as a... Sun was going down on the coast there. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, starting starting to get long. We got a major championship bearing down on us. Great weekend. Fantastic weekend. Barreling. Where do you want to s- barreling, barreling down. down. Barreling or bearing down. Anything you need to follow up on? I know people are chirping you about your drawings on Twitter, about the forks, the thing, you know. You're celebrating Mother's Day, your in-laws, you're doing I was literally on the was fly. like, I, I had my in-laws, you know, did a quick markup of a, aerial for people and they're complaining it's like you know what yeah i actually now i i should turn on twitter tips and say send me a tip asshole <laughs> you know if you enjoyed that drawing tip me <laughs> hey i think yeah. you need to you need to issue an apology to who joe long what about him you've been just dragging his name through mud I was not on I said, this podcast. I'm telling you what I've heard from folks <laughs> that he doesn't belong. Beat, Even Brentley threw him down. <laughs> Brentley threw it out there on when we had him on Friday. Who follows these things more closely than I? That maybe he doesn't belong. He goes he beats, out there and beats John Puck on on Sunday singles. Makes a great bogey on 18. But you know, was it a bogey or a double? It's a bogey. I think Puck made double. I thought Pac made triple and and, and Juan a, made he double. Wasn't pretty. This was he after got it he done. just. He got I mean, he almost done. hit it in the ocean on his drive, and he bogeyed like two out of the the two of the first previous like three holes too. He's bleeding. I think, I think leaking you need oil to, and I one with the double. Apologize, to the right, young man. Fine. fine. I'm glad he got his point. Sounds like he got hit hard with the GI. Whatever's going on there, the norovirus or the stomach flu, whatever bug was ravaging the entire Walker Cup, crushed Joe Lon. And he, he got a point for his team. But the U.S. wins the Walker Cup. Should we start with that? I think a lot of yeah, people talk, talk Rory. We'll, we'll get into Rory. It's all the same. Uh, U.S. wins 12, 14 to 12. I, you know, I think it kind of went the peop- way people thought it would. That didn't mean it wasn't worth watching or wasn't exciting along the way. Uh, but if people thought the U.S. would win. I don't know that it ever felt like they wouldn't or it was really in doubt. I know it was maybe nip and tuck a little bit. The foursomes were really fun to watch both mornings uh, with all of them, I think, going to 18 except for the very last one. But it, it was a great Walker Cup. It was a great watch. I don't know that it was particularly dramatic at any one point. The U.S. got the points from their horses, right? Ricky Cas- Castillo. I should pronounce that. It's not Castillo. It's Castillo, right? 
Castilia. Uh, they, they were very, I guess there was a lot of backlash about how they were pronouncing it. Dan Hicks had to clarify that's how he likes it. It's the Filipino way to pronounce it. Um, he had Castilia. four points. Castillo went 4-0. You know, Cole Hammer got three points didn't and tied one on a, his tie was kind of a, a circus act. At Stu the end got there. three like, points, right? Davis uh, got at least two. Might have gotten three. Got at least two. I think he got two. Um, so yeah, th- their horses did it, you know, so, th- but the U S wins any reaction. What's your immediate reaction to it? A, a great Walker cup at Seminole. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a uh, golf course delivered. I think the event as, uh, as it has in the recent years delivered, it's, uh, just an amazing event. I deep fried egg had a tweet about like a marketing, like why isn't this event bigger? Seems like a marketing gaffe. And I kind of agree with him. I, you know, I don't I felt... see how, I don't, I, how is this not one of the 10 biggest events in the on golf calendar when every other biennial, year? you know, there's scarcity kind of thing, right? It's not like it's hitting you every other month. Um, I agree. I, now, I will say, and this is not a critique. It's just an observation. Watching the crowd, I sent this meme around to you and other friends of where it's like all those white guys in similar like sweaters and they're all leaning forward. I think it's at Wimbledon or something. Like it's like so I just it's like I sent it around. It's like so good to see the crowds back at it out at the Walker Cup. I'm not saying it's bad. It was just a very obvious thing. I think you needed a polo, khakis, and those on running shoes to get in with your ticket. Uh, my my it, father-in-law made a comment, and I go, oh yeah, the diversity <laughs> comes from the age range at this event. <laughs> but it's a great event. I, 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 again, it, it, I do think it's not marketed well. I think you're right. Uh, it, it should be a massive These are studs of the future. And it felt like we only they had cameras. It felt like, and I was, you know, I was in and out. I have a busy Mother's Day, and Saturday was my birthday, and I was doing a bunch oh, of different. Happy birthday! Shit. Uh, thanks. I I didn't know yeah. it was your birthday. I I like it that way. I'm sad. I oh. mad. I just let it slip. No, there. no angry. No, no little bird was telling me it was your birthday. I I feel kind of offended that nobody informed me. Well, that's good. I, I like it that way. Nobody needs to celebrate their birthday after 14 years old. Um, so I was in and out. But Happy I birthday. Felt... Thank you. Thank you. I'm an old man. Uh, but I, so I was in and out both days, but it felt like they only had cameras on like the last like four holes. Like I, I saw, they're great holes. 17 and 18 were awesome. But like, and I know this is getting back to the original point. It's not the Masters. It's not some big bank sponsored event like we had on the PGA tour this week. But I would have, I wouldn't have mind seeing the front nine at Seminole. And I felt like I didn't really see that, you know, every time it came on the and air. You didn't it, see it I, in the Taylor made driving relief either. That was when Bill Murray and Donald <laughs> Trump, uh, you know, staged a coup on the, on the telecast for that one. Again, I'm trying to not make this a coverage critique. Cause it's like, it's the Walker yeah. cup right now. It's not, it, it's not the, biggest money maker i'm sure it was actually commercial free which was sweet it, it was amazing that way but that's um, that's my point but i, I would like to see why the is it, i think this was deep right eggs point too but like why and people will say oh say amateur golf like you know what one of the biggest sporting events of the year is 
what's that? The what? Amateur basketball, March the Madness. NCAA tournament. I know. Like uh-huh. this is this is an incredible event. I my in my in laws, my father in law doesn't really know. Uh, he watches golf regu- regularly, but he doesn't know. Like he's not like super into it. He just turns on the PGA Tour, and then he was like, "Is this a good golf course?" I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like one of the 10, 15 best in the country." He's like, "Really?" I'm like, yeah. He goes, and who are these guys? I'm like, oh, they're like, you know, the the best, you know, 19 to 22 year olds in the country, in the, in like the country. And he's like, oh, how come I've never heard of this? Right. Like legitimately just didn't know. He watches the tour. He probably watches three tour events a month. Sure. Sure. No, and it is a good way. Like, if you can't keep up with all of college golf, right? People can't do that. They can't understand like what's going on in the Big Twelves and who's good. But people don't keep up with that with college basketball during the season and watch. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is like a quick distillation. You can jump in. You should be able to jump in. Like, oh, this guy's from Texas. He's awesome. He's what this guy from Florida State is is this character and amazing. Like you should be able to just jump in. I think there's still the appeal, even if you don't know these guys before this week. Like you said, I would say also on the broadcast, like you could tell, like they don't have a they lot. don't know anything. Yes, so we that's default, an issue. We default to this like oh he's such a gentleman or he's so eloquent. And there's this myth making that goes on with so many of these like the captains and all these guys like being uh, they just don't have a lot that's how you end up with strafacci's grandpa being mentioned a thousand times because they can't refer to rory won this in 2015 doing this way or rory always loves to hit a draw high like and like they just don't have a ton of history and they don't have like there are the experts like burkowski knows what's up and all that but you end up getting a lot of this sort of myth making they kept talking about Stu having a job, full-time job, which I think he's now in, in business school. In it's business like, school. so you just kind of, you, you lean on these talking points because they don't have a ton of, uh, and I, I think that probably leads to some eye rolling from the audience. It, but again, there's only so much you can do when you're not covering this year, week in, week well, out. Well, you know what? Charles Barkley does a pretty damn good job covering college basketball when he covers NBA basketball all the time. You know why? Because he does his job. That's the, that's the simple thing is that these guys didn't really do their job. At least I think co- the college Car- basketball people would say Barkley has no idea what he's talking about when he yeah, tro- but he drops does, in on he does hoops. he does enough. He analyzes the game, which is what he does. He he watches the games and he analyzes them. And they put one college basketball guy around them that like yeah. can talk the ins and outs. That's the problem. There's nobody in there talking ins and outs. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're talking too much about the cover. I, I just, I think, but it all goes back to the original point of marketing. What would you do to market it and make it this bigger I event? I just think like, there you should think be it could more approximate Ryder Cup? Yeah. That, I what just, do do? I don't understand. I don't understand why this isn't more popular than it is, given. So this is just, you know, this weekend, you've got Wells Fargo, which is. One of the courses the tour props up is a great golf course, which I don't think is a great golf course. You know, that's just my opinion. It's not mm-hmm. saying it's not a great golf course, but it's that's the, the way I feel. Venue. Yeah. Um, the tour props <laughs> it up as this great venue. You have your best field in an event since the Masters before the PGA. Yeah. You have, really, and, it's the only event there for like about a month and a half. It's a premier event. 
for and in terms of online conversation the walker cup dominated it this winter weekend now like the walker cup i don't think it will ever measure up with a major or the Ryder cup even i don't think it'll measure up with the solheim cup but like it can be a big time event it can be a top 15 event with just a little you know hey let's let's turn up like like get to 2021 you know like what what if it doesn't want to be what if it just wants to go obviously it wants to be you think so why why is it on tv if it doesn't want to be i mean it wasn't on tv here last time they don't i don't even that's a funky little i think i think it's more on golf i think that the golf spends all its money it's believed that this tour is men's professional golf's the only thing that drives revenue like i just don't think they've explored and really thought about the situation yeah maybe they want to just keep it this like prestigious i don't think that's what it is USGA, I think the USGA think would want to make money. I think they'd want to make money on it if they thought they could make money on it. They just don't believe in it, and it's time for somebody to like actually believe in it. Could you think it could approximate the Ryder Cup? I don't. I I don't think it. I think it could be. I don't think it. Ryder Cup's huge. Right, not as a business enterprise, but I think from just purely like a TV standpoint, like I, if you don't want to have the on-site presence of those events, that's fine. Yeah. Like, the majority of the money is made on the TV side. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't understand why there isn't a huge rights deal for the Walker Cup. Like, to me, that that event, and that's that's who it's on, really. Like, the broadcast partner is supposed to be the one that does a lot of heavy lifting there. Right. It's this funky area where it's, like, jointly held, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, because that was the problem last time when they were, what was it, Liverpool, right? Hoylake, yeah. I think, the last one. And it wasn't on TV in the U.S. Because, like, Fox had USGA rights here, but it's hosted by the RNA. So, uh, I don't know. Well, there were a bunch of Canadian people hollering at us all weekend. Like, you got to shout about how this wasn't on in Canada. Like, even, uh, you know, third-party watchers, I guess, there was something mix-up. That was guys, they, all the Canadians should still be celebrating Mike Weir's win last week. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the Walker Cup? Was it a player? Was it Seminole? For me, I, think it was I just 17, enjoyed seeing Seminole. Obviously. 17 and 18 yeah. were just amazing. And I think it exposed yeah. something in the modern game that we heard Rory talk about. What? These guys can't hit the ball right to left. Like those those holes today, especially in Sunday, playing with that left to right wind, you have to hit turn the ball over into the wind. Yeah, it like yeah. To, uh, and they these guys like couldn't do it. I I was astounded at how many shots ended up short right on seventeen. It's like have you they ever played in a wind yeah. before? Like don't hit a full shot. Hit like two extra clubs and hit it seventy percent. Like just hit like a little low bullet in there, but like it, it was, it. I think that's the thing that I will take away most from this is like how, you know, obviously you don't want to have like a repetitive. You wouldn't want to build a course that had like right to left holes, like that you you really favor a draw over and over and over again. But these guys really cannot turn the ball over, and Rory talked about it leading up to this week. And, like, sure enough, he won, but, like, he stopped trying to turn the ball over right to left off the tee. And then he hit a hard hook on 18 and almost yeah. cost him the, the two-shot lead. Uh, um, yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I was going to say that, but it felt almost, like, too cl- cliche to say it, so it's good to hear from you. Like, 
my favorite part was watching 17 and 18 like yeah no shit like it's two amazing holes and one of the best courses in the world but like they delivered in every way you could have expected with the ball you know if you miss you end up sometimes 50 yards away rolling down the hill onto the practice tee or in the case of 17 you might land on like a strip of grass and maybe that's good maybe it's bad depending on where the pin is or you might go in one of several bunkers or you might end up in like a kind of an mangrove yeah (laughs) yeah so that that was absolutely bar none my favorite part and of course the matches are at pivotal points that's a very obvious thing so i loved watching that what did you think of um kalkovacchia said you know i played seminal 30 times i love it but this is goofy apparently uh i want to say apparently i I think shack for us tweeting about it or, or others like azinger and byron seem to be sort of like hold them back saying maybe the USGA went a little too far with how fast the greens were running, like 14, I thought 15. The, I thought like the that. greens were too fast. Okay. Like, I think they, you just lose a little something when they're that fast. It, nobody could be uh, ever on the offensive. Even when you're in good spots, you're worried, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you lose when you, the greens get just a little too quick is that it's, too hard to be aggressive anywhere um and again this goes back to the line like it's just such a tough line and if you go play there to if you go play seminal on a random tuesday it's it's the speeds are insane like you are terrified all over the place on that golf course like so i would say i i think also like part of that contributing factor is the amount of slope in the greens so they might not have been 14 i don't know i wasn't there i wasn't rolling balls around uh (laughs) but they they were they were really fast i thought they were just like they were a foot too fast if they're a foot slower you don't lose anything still fine yeah yeah, yeah i think like this is the whole machoism of of greens but they can do that speeds like just doesn't can, need to be that. They can do that at the Walker Cup, and mm-hmm. they don't have Zach Johnson, Phil, people, you know, and the, the microscope's a lot less intense and stuff like that. So, uh, what else jumped out? Any players? Uh, specifically Ricky Castillo. Wet your whistle. I agree. I, I mean, I saw this kid when he was fifteen. I thought he was incredible then. And um, tell us about him. Where was he from? Where does he play now? He's what, from I mean, California. He's, what is he number uh, two in the Wager now, or where? where? He's, he's up in there. the top ten. Uh, okay. He he was as high as two. He's two. the same okay. age as Akshay Batia. Okay. He, he beat Akshay a lot. I mean, That's it was right. him and Akshay. I I think he, if you're if you were gonna ask me one player from here, he's pretty much my bet on that. Um, he's from California. He plays at Florida. You are. Um, I, the first time I saw him, I caddy for a buddy of mine who plays the Western every year. He was in our group. He's 15, shot like a tidy 67. Um, and, and I was like, Jesus Christ. This kid is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it, the Ascension, you know, it was, it was just one of those days where I was like, well, I'll keep this name in mind. And, and since then, he's just continued to be an incredible golfer. I, if I were him, I'd seriously consider turning pro at this point. I don't know what what else there is really for him to accomplish on at the amateur level. I think he's been one of the best players that I've seen. I think he's a better player than Akshay Butia personally. You wouldn't wait to play the U.S. Amateur in August 
Uh, well, Why? Or yeah, just try to make a run through the summer and pro golf. I mean, I mean, he could go. I I just think at this point, like if he wins the U.S. Amateur, then he's just delaying the inevitable. Oh, he's waiting another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, yeah, he he was a stud. Four and zero. He was an absolute stud. Anyone he's else got everything. Right. You know? I kind of love John watching John Pack. I mean, he blew it there against my man Joe Long, but. <laughs> He was fun to watch this morning and uh, foursomes with, with short game work. Uh, I wonder and, how he's going to be lo- at the next level just with, with distance. He's he's does, not the longest guy. Does Castillo, Cast, Castillo, does he carry like a 55-inch driver? He had the Yarmo thing going. They sh- I was looking at like silhouettes. Of course, that's not illegal, but it's just the thing looks... Like a fishing pole out there, in the it's so long. It's well, just can't, a swing they, at the, the top. USGA it, passed that rule. It can't right. be what more than forty-eight 40, now. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else jump out to you? Any uh, rulings or uh, course setup issues or? Uh, I was pretty I happy I, there with was how Gus Flanagan. What about him? I just was happy with how Gus, Gus Flanagan. Flanagan uh, performed after you know I I was worried about him peeing out in the sun for so long he's you know <laughs> powder he's a, yeah I know yes but uh I uh the the one thing in the morning the whole I was ruling about him being out in the sun <laughs> the, the whole ruling I with his uh, mom. Oh, with Davis Thompson, Davis Thompson and Cole Hammer trying to get that animal hole ruling in the morning was was disgraceful. It was absolutely ridiculous that they tried to get that ruling. I'm I'm yeah. happy that the GBNI captain came in there and was like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, you know, it was the those US. guys. Those guys were one up. The, yeah. The GBNI team was in trouble, was 50 yards short of the green and two, and Davis Thompson's pulling out a seven iron. He's on the downslope of a bunker. The, I, I, yeah, the, 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 the entry lip, downslope. Yeah, the front lip, the, yeah, yeah. The angle had to be at least like 15 degrees down <laughs> d- downslope. Yeah. And he's got a shorter iron, and then he pulls out a seven iron. He pulls a longer iron out. Where... Where was the guidance? The, the caddy, his partner, somebody's got to talk him off that. That was absolutely an atrocious play. All you have to do is make a five. Yeah. Like, there was, there was a, such a low chance of those guys getting up and down for four. Like, just hit a lob wedge. Right, right. Just get right. the ball and back into the fair. He's pulling out seven iron. He hits it right into the lip of the bunker. It was the most predictable thing of the day. I and Captain Crosby was nowhere to be found. There's it was the only match on the course too. What was he doing? He's out there talking about you know some history at Seminole or the Palm Beach house home prices or something like that. I don't know. You've heard he's garrulous. He does a lot. Of, he just he's a former Fried Egg podcast chat chatting chat chat chat. So maybe that's where he, he does. Was. He's got lots of stories. Frolicking about, t- telling stories. So he'll tell you. He'll tell you. Uh, you ask him anything, he'll give you an opinion. He's kind of. He's got some Billy Hope qualities. <laughs> in that vein. Um. Uh, 
Anything else about this? It's GB and I, nothing to hang their hat on, hang I their head was, in shame. I was just or, so happy Joe Long persevered. I am too. Do you need to? Do we need to say anything about the GI? The I mean, well, it's it, terrible. It, Obviously, it was impacting play. Like you know, you can't know for sure. Uh, but these guys, so many of these guys had to be wiped out or on their last legs. I I was shocked at how much fraternizing they were doing. I, I the way on Friday or Saturday they were high fiving and hugging. I was like, all right, so this is ripped through. Everybody is now kind of had it and they're done. But then, like, it comes back and, like, knocks out Strafacci on, I guess, Friday afternoon into Saturday. Like, the whole thing, I just, it was a terrible turn for everybody. It was involved, awful. But at least it hit both sides, I guess, if that's any kind of small, terrible consolation. But you never want to see that. That's, that's among the worst things to afflict you. So. It's kind of an insane thing to have happen. Right. Right. And but just- it happens. I mean, Crosby was in the hospital. Right. Strafacci was getting IVs, all sorts of stuff. So congrats to the American side. Uh, I was a tough performance for uh, Chicago's own Alex, Alex Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he didn't, He was kind of supposed to be the leader, right? With Sandy Scott out and, I don't know, power was He took a the dump leaders. in the cup. <laughs> a dump in the a. George H. Walker cup? Yeah. G.H. Walker. All right. Fantastic. Uh, anything else? I mean, we're on to the old course with this. We're on to Cypress Point with this. Does seem like an opportunity to market, make it more marketable. As Maybe players, Pine Valley. As players become more and more and more, um, I don't know. Younger? Yeah, this competitive is, at the youngest age. Like some of these guys might by 2021, 2023. I'm sorry, 2023, 20. I mean, who knows? They could be like contending at U.S. Opens. I'm not saying winning at, the U.S. Opens. Look These at the 2017. Yeah, yeah. 2017, right. like uh, all but what two players on that team have had top fives on the PGA Tour. It feels like Castillo could be the one that's like a Morikawa type, right, or something like that. Where we know, like, He's he good. quickly. Yeah, we've already fluffed him enough here. All right, congrats to all involved. Where, where you, who were, did any players stand out besides Pac for you? Uh, no, not really. I, I thought it was, it's Pac. John Pack, I'm pretty sure. Castillo. Let's make a Pack. William Mao, you know, didn't Big seem Bill to be Mal. my my pace but i know nothing about him I'm, again i parachuted in i watched him for a few shots and i'm making a heart like a judgment on that like he's like apparently said he might get under people's skin with this club twirls and stuff like that but he's a hell of a player um anybody jump off page to you or is there, you good you covered everybody ever, I, I just can't say? believe this name quaid yeah a quad it's a Qid, Qaid. He should go by Drew, right? Like Why? Drew Love. Qua- oh, quad. Yeah, quad. Drew Love. Quaid. Where's he from? Where's he from? I he know, plays he, in Oklahoma. I know he's he goes 25 to years old. I know he's an old. He's, he's one of the Burly Boys or whatever they called themselves. Thick Not boys? the Thick Boys, but the Burly Boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They got that right. uh, Blaine Hale. Blaine Hale has like maybe the largest trunk. Maybe he graduated. He might have graduated. He might have the largest trunk 
I've ever seen. Uh, like when I played at Rich Harvest, I think he was a freshman or sophomore. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ! Like this guy is huge. It's he not like he's fat. He's just thick. His Twitter bio for Quade Cummins: the only thing he says is "burly boys." I think he's got the possessive wrong there. He's got an apostrophe s, but. That's all he says. Doesn't say anything about where he is, what he golfs, where he's from, what he does. All oh, he says is Blaine burly Hill's boys. a burly boy too. <laughs> Twenty nineteen burly boys. <laughs> all right, great Walker Cup Seminole. Like venues matter. Like it adds to you wanting to watch this. It adds to you wanting to. to, to well, just this is the point. Important. If you play, it doesn't. This is what this proved this week. And we're going to talk about Rory in a second. Rory is the only thing that gave Quail Hollow any pop. Was one of the game's superstars who hadn't won in a while winning. All right? Let's see. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason it was even watchable on Sunday compared yeah. to this. Yeah. But, like, this is... If you have a good golf course and a compelling format, it's right. going to be extremely watchable, which makes playing 72-hole stroke play... 50 times a year, absolutely idiotic. And it's right. why the PGA Tour, in some ways, deserves to be completely blown out to sea by a competitor. <laughs> now, the competitor shouldn't come from Saudi Arabia and take all the events to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but this is why the PGA Tour, deserve, they like deserve to get... Like this in in business, a company that did this would be out of business very quickly. Well, I just asked you about Seminole. Venues matter, but you're venues, right. That... Venues and formats matter. I agree. And I this agree is because... a perfect example of why the tour should not have fifty stroke play events a year. Well, that was my that was my whole point about the Walker Cup at the beginning. It kind of went the way we expected. The good guys, the horses made their points. The U.S. won, which is how we thought it won. There wasn't any kind of great controversy or moment of doubt, but it was still great to watch. It's a very, like it was fun to watch those guys play seventeen, play eighteen. But like it was just fun. The venues matter. So let's get on to uh, Wells Fargo. Let's do an ad read real quick. You, oh, you've got ad. you've teased your little <laughs> you've teased. You've loaded your bazooka. You've already loaded your bazooka. We'll get back and launch it here in a minute. But let's do an ad read for uh, our friends, the official apparel of the fried egg and the shotgun start, Beach Ratty. Hey. We did a little Instagram live show at 4 o'clock, a little Mother's Day afternoon, 4 o'clock live show setting up. 3, 3 p.m. CT. Eastern. That's right. Setting up the uh, final single session at the Walker Cup. Thanks to them. They're sponsoring the IG Lives. Everybody seems to have a little bit of fun with those. Uh, you're in your sports shirt. I was in my sports shirt. I'm playing golf today, Monday. I think I'll be, I don't know, might be, uh, might be like 60-something. I may go with the Liam Cotton as opposed to the not really sweaty boy season. I may even have a have the uh, Russell quarter zip if, if it gets What do you think point. the burly boys wear during sweaty boy season? <laughs> Tank tops. Cut off jeans and tank tops. I think that's kind of the image they go for. Listen, uh, I uh, I got home. I was at the in-laws, and uh, Josie was up way late, you know, way off her schedule, which is it's chaos. Anybody that's had a newborn knows this. 
And I was in charge of putting her to bed. And it required quite a bit of rocking. And I was, you know, I had, I'm wearing a, a quarter zip. I got, it's like hot up in her room for some oh, reason. Yeah. And I'm rocking for literally an hour. And I was sweating, but you know what? I was wearing the sport. And no perspiration is the perfect thing. I realized this is a great shirt actually for, you know, children. Because shit, like, I have to wash her hands in the sink. And then oh, it's like, yeah. you know, like, I, all, I naturally always dry her hands on whatever I'm wearing. Sure. When I'm sure. wearing the sports shirt, that it's not wet as long. You know, like all these things, it's a very versatile shirt. It's a great shirt for home. You know, they spent a couple of years, like before they took the dive into like quote unquote performance fabric, make sure it's natural fibers. You think like they were considering just like child rocking as like a performance issue? Sweat. I know exactly what you're talking you gotta about. Be that gets sweaty and frustrating. Yeah. You get pissed you, off. You got to be comfortable. I was wearing, I was getting frustrated. I just was like, you know, I'm wearing khakis and like a, a pullover. And I was just like, God, why am I? I just I just want to be in sweatpants right now, but thank God for the shirt. The shirt was clutch. And that's why I'm still wearing it. Well, I think this hits their whole like lived in luxury thing. You could I mean not to segue into their exact talking point, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're going for. It's like you can look respectable and do everyday uh tasks. I I mean this is back to back parental stuff we're talking about. I was talking about my how I needed the kangaroo pouch at the Nats game, carrying all my kids' junk. And now you're uh, talking about your polo for rocking uh, babies to sleep. Maybe that's not how they intended, but it's it's versatile like that. And you get 25% off using the promo code. Come on, I'm teeing you up. Oh, Brendan! Exclamation mark. So I was playing with my little pop socket. 25% off. That's not an insignificant amount of money. At bdraddy.com, they've supported us, supported the fried egg from uh, their earliest days. So come out, support them, especially as a sweaty boy season draws close, or maybe baby rocking season, oh, whatever it is. Oh, we're going to Charleston next week. That's going to be yeah. sweaty. Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be ready for that, being this dyed-in-the-wool dyed northerner I am. Right, you've only been in Florida for four of the last five months. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. So what do you want to do? What, why did Wells Fargo fail to well, th- Okay, Rory winning was awesome. Rory hit the ball incredible. Like, okay. I, like, Rory saved the tournament. Let's just be realistic here. Like, the tournament was watchable because you're watching Rory play well for the first time in God knows how long. Like, when was the last time we saw Rory, like, put on? That was his, sh- his score did not. I haven't looked at what his strokes gain stats were for today. But his score did not dictate how well he hit the ball. Like, he had good looks for birdie all over the place. I agree. He got. He also got up and down when he needed to. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, I think that was, he hits the ball generally well. He hasn't necessarily this year. But uh, he got up and down for birdie at 14, I believe, from the bunker. 15 as well. Um, like, his scrambling, I think, his was iron number plays one. back. Yeah. So here's my thing. Like, he's obviously not been Rory. He's missing a bunch of cuts. He's not playing, you know, the prince comes home to his castle and he can't make the cut at Sawgrass. But, like, he finished, like, sixth at concession. I think he was top 10 at Bay Hill. And I, I saw on the Golf Central afterwards, the, the whatever, the post game show, 
Like he wins for the first time in 25 starts. Like that's not that much. Come on. I mean, like 20, I know the pandemic caused a break and it's, it's, I guess it's a lot for Rory, but think about that. Well, I think 25 starts is a good number to remember, but like the bigger thing to remember is like, we hadn't seen him win for two years because he didn't win. We hadn't seen him win since 2019. Well, that's what happens when you cap, when you finish, make such a career achievement, like the Lup Slam. Yeah, he won the HSBC Champions. He won the Lup Slam in a single calendar year. And you kick your feet up for a little bit. And that's, you know, now he's back in the winner's circle. But it's a good again. point. Do you think he partied like Hideki did? <laughs> After he got the Lup Slam? 25 starts is not a lot. I mean, Ricky would kill for that. Not another drive-by. But you know what I mean? It's just... It's it's. I Everybody guess it is would for kill. I, I think like almost ninety-eight percent of the players would kill for that twenty-five start drought. But congrats to Rory. Um, I I found an old Patrick Harrington quote that kind of I found evocative. It sounds like he was had a horrible stiff neck on Wednesday. He said he might have WD'd if he had an early Thursday tea time. Then he kind of goes out on Thursday and kind of scrapes it around doesn't play well, and then turns it on on Friday, and that's all she wrote. But, you know, he does all those interviews with Paul Kimmage of The Independent. I was looking for this the other day, and this was a joint interview with Podrick Harrington. And you kind of we kind of overplay intangibles a lot, I mean, in golf. But with Rory, I think it's there. And here's Podrick. There are two things that stand out with Rory. The first thing that kills him, the first thing kills him, but it is also makes him, and that's his belief. When it's there, it's phenomenal, and when it's not there, it hurts him. When he has it, it sends people running scared, and when he doesn't have it, <clears throat> he fades. You can see that from the sideline. I think that's right with Rory. I think that's what we see so often with, um, I mean, be honest with you, not to be trite, like that's the whole Rory coming like meme gif, right? That's the, that's the or- the origin of that was like 2014. When like you could honestly, the entire ground, the entire Twitter watching from 5,000 miles away, like you could feel him coming. You could, you, there he is landing it, stuffing it in two on a par five. He's coming and he's just, it's over. Like there was a whole kind of uh, like a momentum that overwhelms the grounds. And it's, it's a personal belief with him. And I think that sort of gets in his head. Uh, at some of these majors too. Uh, that's why. That's exactly. And I remember when Padraig Harrington said that. Rory was like, "Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a belief. It kills me, and it also it's what makes me. It sends people running scared. And we got that. We got that going as soon as he found something on Friday. Hey, it's your one and done pick too, right? Yeah. You walked me right into it. Thank you. I did a lot of research. You threw it out there. I was like, heavy as the. He- I was just came off saying he had no chance because heavy is the head that wears the crown. So take Rory. I was like, all right, fine, done. Probably doing all right in that league. I was, I was thinking about taking him, too. This is my number two pick. What do you make of him only hitting a cut or saying he's only going to hit a cut now? I mean, how ridiculous is it that you can't hit a draw because of modern technology? Like That's what he said, equipment. Roll yeah. back. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, what I mean, Rory's fuck? hard draws, majestic draws, one of the great yeah. you know, sights in all of sports. R.I.P. shot making. I'm really happy about modern drivers what they've done you know this is just really fun we're gonna watch every player hit the same exact fucking shot like that's that's exciting um every I mean, hole who, who are the off the top of my head who are the great drawers right now i mean that are nobody top 
thirty in the world. No one. That's Patrick yeah. Reed. Renowned. Yeah, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. And, and Rory was. I, it was there on eighteen. I don't think it was on purpose. Did, were you okay that with a... that whole play? I mean, everybody's talking about Harry made that call. Harry helped win. You know what? It was. Harry did suggest it, but he takes an unplayable. I, I don't know. Every, all the second guessers can go shit in a hat. It's like were what, there second guessers about it? Like, who cares? Like he had a two shot lead. Like what are you gonna do? Hit seven iron, seven iron, seven iron. Just seven iron, seven iron. iron wedge. I think he had eight iron. Uh, he dropped it, and he knew it was gonna roll into the into the hazard. So he got to place it in a nice lie, and he hits an eight iron on the green from the rough and uh, two putts to win. I mean, like he hit like hit driver. Why not? Oh, yeah. I don't think people were second-guessing hitting driver. They were trying to figure out what he should do from that terrible lie. Because uh-huh. they sat there and talked about him coming out right in the fairway, talking about hitting it left off the grandstands, and then he finally just took an unplayable. Thanks should have grandstanded it. To, to, to grandstanding it would have been sick. I don't know if it was like definitely grandstand. It was just a lob wedge, you know, just trying to come out left of the creek. But anyways, you got that weird creek just running down the middle there. At, uh, it's such a bad hole. hole. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know your opinion of it, but I'm glad I, yeah, I thought so it was awful. weird. There's no reward for hitting it close to the creek. It's just a penalty. There's no, you, you actually get a better angle if you play away from the creek. You hit right. on the right side of the fairway, it's better angle into the creek and into the hole. It's, it's the complete. It's the complete opposite of of. Uh, it'd be like you know in tennis if you hit it down the line. To, to the line, like I'm gonna hit this shot down the line, take yeah. on out of pl- bounds, and hit it down the line right at the other, like the other player standing right there, as right. opposed to trying to hit it at the other line. It's right. just, it's a stupid hole. It. I wrote an article a few years ago about how it should be redesigned. Oh really? I, I didn't even know that. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Bryson- an awful golf hole. That golf course sucks. It's very highly regarded by the tour. By, the, I'd green probably rank just, I, the Green Mile. The Green Mile thing just Victor Hovland go. said it best. Rory's shot on 17 was unbelievable in that situation. Did you, you see like it? a par three that like can't be birdied? That like no one birdies for the entire weekend? We we saw that at 17 to 7 all. That's true. That's true. And that was a very different kind of hole, obviously. Completely yeah. different type of challenge. Uh, club and everything. Like yeah, and what true. that the difference is one's completely contrived and right. you know an artificial lake surrounding a green, uh, versus one that's built into a sand dune that has you know wind and natural elements. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right. but um, you know I that shot on seventeen was out of this world. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That was Rory. What? I thought that shot, like that shot sums up, like if you showed one shot to somebody, there's tons of Rory shots, but like, you know, that's like a shot that sums up Rory. Okay. I agree. Like he hits those shots and it's just like, God, I, I wrote that article a few years ago about how, you know, we want him to be Tiger who is like MJ and he's like Dominique. Mm-hmm. Instead, who like mm-hmm. Dominique Wilkins would ha- do things that you're like, wow, that's you know, so MJ fun. does that too, and, you yeah. know, and that's so fun. Like that 
shot by Rory on 17 was like one of those moments like, God, he's so fucking good. Yep. I, I would say it was in the kind of catalog of wins, it was more of like a let everyone else sort of kind Bump. of. Yeah. As opposed I don't to know. like. That was a good. Last it was a good run. He only bogeyed. 18 was his only bogey of the day. But. Maybe that just plays into this, like you talked about, 72-hole stroke play in the middle of a 52-week season of that, it seems like. Uh, because for Rory, in this catalog of wins, I wouldn't put it up there as this like, you know, most exhilarating one, but he's back. He's back in the winner's circle. Uh, what else bugged you or you enjoyed uh, from the Wells How about Fargo? Thick Boy? I have it. How about him? Top 10 did. Hey, let's give him his credit. I know. Incredible yeah. top ten. He at least paid for all. I was thinking. I was doing the math in my head. I'm like, he net jets there. He net jets home, or I don't know. He might own a jet at this point. And I'm trying to do like the math in my head. I'm like, oh, he needs to make like at least like a hundred k probably to like feel good about the you know week. And I was like, so he's got to play well. It's like he probably made a hundred k this week. Yeah, he had to, right? No, maybe not. Yeah. Well, I get. I kind of get him. So I think he was emotional on Friday. So he was clearly safely cruising through the weekend. And what's the one with the giant homes? I think it's seven. He's coming in seven with the lake on the right. And he makes a quad. Um, makes a quad there. And I think he was just like, F this. Got on the plane and got out of there. Like, you know, his his 16th hole, you know, after two days of play, he just makes a mess. I think he ran out of town. Got on the flight. Some people are alleging it was like a, I think Kyle Porter suggested it was maybe a pip play. It was all for pip impressions and, and get, like look at this, you won't believe Bryson flew home, thought he missed the cut, worked out, pumped some iron, and now he's flying on his way back to Charlotte. It wasn't like I mean it's not a cross country flight, it's like a couple hours, but hey. I I mean he top tended. I can't I can't hate on him for that, right? Coming back and actually playing playing his way up, you know, up the leaderboard. And I think he's number one in the FedEx Cup now. I think he's near New number, number one. one. So that flight back paid off for him. I mean, it's a it's it's a title he's, he's had before. This I'm is sure, why but. they should have the yellow jersey. We get to see Bryson out in the yellow jersey at Kiowa. <laughs> oh man, yeah. this week's the the Trinity Forest Grant. Memorial. They're they're out of the ranch, Craig Ranch. I guess it's a Weisskopf design. I heard them talking about that on the. I might e- IBF it. said it was a, f- a fabulous. IBF was talking about how it was a fabulous, uh, Tom Weisskopf design. So, um, anything else on Wells Fargo? Or we get off this. Abraham Prancer continues to play well. I think he had a solo second. I think by the end of it, he was solo. Yeah, solo second. Victor Hovland, you know. Made his way around the driving range for a T3 with Keith, Keith Mitchell. So uh, it did turn in to be the Bombers, right? I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. I mean, that's what you hear from this course. And we kind of, at the end, it was a lot of long hitters at the top. So, all right, let's not, move on. Not Prancer. Not, not Prancer, I know. He's I, such he's, a good iron player. Right. right. That, that was an incredible back nine he played. <sighs> this event's coming to me next year. They were running that local Caves. news, uh, TPC Avenel, TPC Potomac, whatever it's called. Oh, now. why? Why? Because, because I guess the they're hosting Cup. the President's Cup. They want to double up. 
Because they had that going on the ticker, my local CBS affiliate. I don't know why. Like, uh, tickets aren't available. Like, this is coming to your local course next year. So, Man, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do live frums. Live from we, the poor house. We go to TPC Potomac. Yeah, it's like 10 minutes away. That would be fun. Um, all right, let's go. We're off, off to Craig Ranch. Uh, next on the rundown from the schedule or the results, LPGA. LPGA, Honda, Thailand. LPGA, Honda. Was it Thailand, Honda? I don't know the order of it. Honda, Thailand. L- Honda, LPGA, Thailand. I think... This was my favorite site of the week, weekend, area, Jutanagar. Absolutely not emotional, but like bawling in tears. Talks about how she quit. The, was thinking about quitting the game. This is someone, this is not like the journeyman, right? Who's waited like, you know, 10 years on tour to get a win. This is like someone who's played at the various highest level, won at the highest level. Um, talking about how she almost quit. I think she's the first tie. I think she's the first ever homegrown player to win this event. There were a couple contenders today. Yeah, Atia great. cool. And uh, Patty Tavitanikit was involved until Sunday. She kind of fell back, or Saturday and Sunday, she fell back a little bit. But yeah, I, I thought it was amazing. I think that was my kind of video clip or whatever site that I most found, found most meaningful and impactful from the entire weekend was area just absolutely balling and this comes after well, she was she blew a f- i think she had like a quad or something on this event in 2013 and lost her home event and like was balling on her sister's shoulder then but it was cool to see i thought i loved watching that you think about it too like i think it's hard for me as an american to fathom it because like you always watch you know most of the events are played in america but like think about being in a situation where you're from Thailand and you play the majority of your golf, like on the biggest world, biggest tour in America, how cool. And then also how much pressure there is like, cause you want to win at home so bad, you know, right? I, like, I think it's just something that it's hard for Americans to relate to, but the, uh, you know, it, it's such, it, that you only get one chance a year, maybe two, maybe three, depending on, on where you're from. But uh, what a neat neat thing to get to do when on the biggest tour in the world in your home country. And she's also kind of, she was on kind of like that speed Hideki drought, you know, mm-hmm. it's been a couple of years, been a while. So I thought that was super, I, I didn't watch much of it because it was overnight, but, you know, seeing those highlights and the clips and the reaction afterwards were something that stuck with me after the weekend. Uh, on the European tour, another event I did not watch much of. Higo. Garrick Higo. I mean, guy looks like a cartoon character in these sunglasses. He's got a little, I don't know, Stiggy Hodgson in him. He just looks different. And he demolishes the field, wins by six at the Canary Islands Championship in Tenerife. He's won two out of three. I think they said he's won like six times or something in a young career. He's going to be maybe in the top 50 in the world. I don't know. I mean, not to downplay Higo's accomplishment. He's you're clearly an up-and-comer. You're going after the field, huh? I, I'm going after this entire tour, this entire like month. It's like wow. It just feels kind of like Mickey Mouse. They're trying to navigate a pandemic. 
okay. you're going after them. They can't right, play I'm the glad. tournaments in half the places they want to play them in. Talk some sense <laughs> into me. That's fine. You're going. If they're just trying to conduct, give their members playing opportunities. I, I fully empathize and support that. This is my favorite tour. Well, but you like, just, you're going after him. These just, last three, I just don't know how much stock to put in these last three weeks. It's I, just I kinda agree like with Mickey you. Mouse. Uh, these, all these scores are like 62. It's like everybody's shooting 62. I don't know. Yeah, you should take the wins away from Higo. I don't know. No, I don't even want to do that. I just wonder. I don't know how much Sounds stock like to put in. Sounds like you want to do that. I don't. I don't. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about the Canary Islands Championship? They're now off the, the Canary Swain. This is three three in a row. I don't know where they're headed next, but um, okay. On the Champions Tour, we had a major championship this week. Uh, Alex Cheka beat Steve Stricker in a playoff at the Regions Tradition in Birmingham, Alabama. I don't think anything tells me more that the Champions Tour doesn't need to exist than 50-year-old Alex Cheka just walking out there and winning a major. The guys had to Monday qualify all year for these like Guard, the Dump in a Box Classic. I think one of those 18 events at Tiburon maybe he had to Monday qualify for. Like, is this doing anything for anybody? I guess Stricker does. Like the names are, like it is a pretty, you know, when we go through notables. Wisconsin was really locked in. It took their mind off the Rogers gate for a minute. And they could ro- watch Steve Stricker. Um, the, the I, I just like Alex Shaka. Quiet. I don't know what, what to do. The Packer fans all—they all clam up when when stuff like this happens. Like you're sudden- you know, Bears Bears fans, we just like self-deprecate. Packers yeah. fans—they're like the people that just don't say anything, and you don't know how to how to act towards them because they're like. <laughs> They're like so devastated on the inside, but they won't let you know it. You're reveling in it. I'm getting texts from you and Will Knights talking about how Denver Talk Radio alleged that, that was they saw from, that's from Will Knights from Will that Denver Talk Radio that they saw Aaron Rodgers in the Denver airport. I was like, you guys. I mean, as a Browns fan, I can tell you not to put it like for my whole last 25 years. Like Bill Cower is looking at houses. In this suburb, you know, so-and-so is coming and save us. Nick Saban is moving back to Cleveland. Like, we saw everybody's seen in the airport. Everybody's had a realtor. Like, you just how, can't. How would Browns over. fans be reacting to the Rodgers situation? I mean, I can, that's a hypothetical with which I, I can't even begin to tangle because we would have never had anybody like Rodgers. What do you, I but mean, you'd be, we've had you'd LeBron. Be vocal, you'd be vocal about how disturbing the whole thing was, right? I mean, yeah, you'd be freaking out like LeBron. The LeBron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of experienced you, it with LeBron. Yeah, you twice. were vocal. They were vocal. Like th- this right. is the thing that I think is funny about Packers fans. They just go completely silent. It's like they they just they disappear. They vanish from the, from the earth. He's calling the GM Jerry Krause. Sounds <laughs> not good up there. You're loving it. I'm not. I'm not. I can, I feel bad for the Packers fans. Oh, you, you know? do. Yeah, I do. And this concludes our recap of the region's tradition. That's a, that's that's a thorough shot by shot discussion. Do you have anything there, you want to add? We did have a great Cheka story. Um, let me find who tweeted it. I tweeted something. He stiffed L two can before Kucher t- stiffed L two can. We got a story about that. <laughs> this this was a good story. Um, let me find. Uh, here we go. 
It is, uh, it was from, let's see. Why is Spencer worked at a private club close to Tory? At, uh, Ernie Ellis was a guest, so we set up a special pyramid of range balls off to the side for him. Chaka showed up and started hitting them. The range guy informed uh, they were for Mr. Ellis, and Chaka goes, tell Ernie Al that Alex says, fuck off. <laughs> That's a good story. I mean, I kind of don't blame Chica. The guy comes up and tells you his balls are for Mr. Owls. I mean, at that point, like, I mean, I'm a pro. I'm on tour. Whatever. All right. Congrats to Alex Chica. I, He's a major. You know what I did? I was reading that seminal history book the other day. Yeah. And it talked about how, how Hogan always hit balls, like, way on the far right of the range. Yeah. And I was yep. there. It was like the range was busy, but the far right was wide open. I went over and hit balls over there. I don't know if it's, it's, you're able to. to. Were you disrespecting Mr. Palmer, Mr. Hogan? I don't know. Like Fratelli nobody, warming up Nobody the was over there, so I went over there and hit balls. Can you can you tell your story about playing Seminole with the yellow ball that you told on the IG Live? Just so yeah. everyone does, everyone missed it on IG Live. This is the kind of chatter you're missing. Well, I, the 18th hole obviously adjoined to the range. We saw it in play all, all week weekend. long. Yep. And they use uh, they you know Seminole is not a place that has yellow range balls. <laughs> but I I, Dunlop, I yellow when, ball. I I use any golf balls that I can get my hands on. But when when offered yellow golf balls, I always take them, just because I I just I like the way they they roll. I just like it makes well, me come happier. On. Roll okay. It makes no, it just happier. like All makes right, me happier. That. All right. Like it's I'll different. I just like it. Okay. So. Sure. Uh, I was playing a yellow ball, and like <laughs> two other playing competitors launched him into the range with me. Yeah. It's just like the natural place to hit the ball on. It's that in ball. play. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. a horrible. It's you're totally screwing yourself over on the next shot. Yeah. Um, but I hit. I launched the ball over there. My two playing partners lose their balls because. They're white and they're like on the range. And there's, it's a, you know, meanwhile, you know, this is the craziest thing I think of all things that happen at golf courses is when you go out into the range, nobody stops hitting balls. It's no. an epidemic all over the place. It's like I'm a human. Like, why, why are you still hitting? You're terrible. You're 15 handicap. What are you doing? Just like, I don't want to get killed. Like, I'm sorry I'm inconveniencing your warm up. Like, just stop <laughs> well, hitting balls for a hole. minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable. It always like baffles me every time yeah. I have to go under a range to hit a shot. But my yellow ball was like the easiest thing to find. I just like walked out right onto the range, hit it up there, and walked off. <laughs> Other two guys lost their golf ball. <laughs> unbelievable. That's a great story. Good stuff. Uh, all right, moving on. Last bit of results that we haven't hit. The Simmons Bank Open for the Snedeker Foundation on the Corn Ferry Tour. Austin Smotherman wins with a 16-under. He beat Carl Juan and Paul Haley the second by three. He's been grinding out there for a long time, Smotherman. Good for Isn't him. He, uh, wasn't he Thick Boy's teammate? 
feel yeah, like about yeah, the same SMU. Age, right? He plays out Tony at Trinity, For- Trinity Forest. Okay. You know, okay. but uh, great, great for him. He's he's been on that tour for a long time, so it's always nice when somebody that's been like hasn't lost it, seemingly lost his status. You know, he's just been out there. It's always nice when those guys win. I felt like I thought he won one of those Bahamas events or came close. I thought I don't know. maybe early last year. All right. Anything else? You have any other news? I think that. Oh, we got to do thirst bucket of the week. Thirst bucket of the week. We're going anti. I already mentioned him as disrespecting Mr. Palmer for hitting under the umbrella at the end of the range at the Bay Hill. Dylan Fratelli is anti thirst bucket of the week. We're going a little different direction. I don't know if you saw this. So we got intel from the Euro Tour, uh, Euro Tour Insider, when Fratelli came up over there, that he's, you know, frugal, penny pincher, doesn't like to overextend himself. Likes to cut corners. We oh, heard, God. you know, where did the sun sleeve come from? Is that a fashion statement? Is that something he got into as a kid? No, he started wearing them to save money on sunscreen. He thought sunscreen was too expensive. And, you know, sun sleeves are probably provided gratis by his equipment sponsor. And so he started wearing sun sleeves, and that's why he wears sun sleeves. He's posting to Instagram, anger, or it's more of a poll, at a $1.95 surcharge for COVID PPE, I don't know, it costs. For at somewhere he's getting some quinoa bowl or some bullshit like that. And he's posting... He's well over $1 million in year-to-date or season-to-date earnings. He's got well over $7 million in career earnings. He's, you know, been pro for less than a decade. And it's the middle of a pandemic, and they're service industry workers. And he's posting a poll to Instagram bothered by a $1.95 surcharge. Like, so... This is way worse than anything. Matt Kuchar thinks this guy is beyond the pale. And the whole thought process of just being bothered by this is too much, is is ridiculous in and of itself, being bothered by a $2 charge. To then go to Instagram and put a poll up for people like, hey, would would you be turned off by this? Or would you come to this business more or less if you saw this? Like, it's the middle of pandemic, man. You made seven and a half million dollars in your career, and you're bitching on Instagram about a one dollar and ninety-five cent charge for service workers who might need a mask or so. I don't know. There's extra costs. I I love. I'd rather it be up front. I'd rather them slap me in the face and tell me they're charged than like they were here all this like meals when the restaurant industry comes back full bore. That it's going to be like really expensive. They're probably going to bake it into the charge of the meal, like. Yeah, I can accept that. But I, I kind of like them telling me up front, like, hey, we're adding a little charge here for you, as opposed to hiding it somewhere in the cost of the food. But anyways, he takes it so far as to put a poll up. Like, what's the end game there? What's the next move after you put the poll up? Like, what are the insights he's gleaning from that? What he is, got, how does he, he think people that, are going to react to that? He got that? that small business. How, did, where, how does he think people are going to react to that? They have empathy with him? Because he had to pay extra dollar and ninety five cents after making seven and a half. Like maybe he's maybe it's the principle of it, but there's no outcome in which he looks good for doing that. And this is the anti pip. There's it's only positive publicity, and this is why he's the anti thirst bucket of the week. Do you have any reaction to that when you saw it? I 
I mean, he's just ridiculous. He's he's an absurd human. I I feel like I've been like tipping more to every like it's like I get yes. drive through and I find myself tipping. You know, I tipped twenty five percent on a carryout today. I don't know why. Yeah. I just felt like I should. I don't know. It was just there, and they said, "Well, how much?" I was like, "The max, whatever." You know, the preset. How you know? You know. So, I don't understand. I I, I don't understand when you're making that much. Somebody money needs to talk dense. to him. Somebody needs to be like, "Hey, man!" Like when you're a, a public figure, and he's not really a public figure. Like, but like, he's posting it to his Instagram. You, He's making you can't it public. be doing this stuff. A dollar and ninety-five cents. Look, I understand the principle of it. Like, and he's so mad. He's so mad that they're passing on these charges. It's a pandemic, man. There's just things we got to figure out. So, all right, that's it. You have anything else you want to get off your chest before we close up this Nothing. Monday episode? All right. Enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back. Wednesday with the preview of the uh, Craig Ranch and whatever else is happening this week.